Welcome to the Weekly Trend, a podcast for navigating the markets through the lens of technical analysis. The Weekly Trend podcast is provided for educational purposes only and does not constitute any professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the information or content without first seeking advice from a registered financial planner. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trend. My name is Ian McMillan. Dave is gone this week, so it's just me. It is April 9th, 2021. S&P closes the week at 41.28. Another huge week for stocks. Big gap on Monday and some really, really strong buying into the close. The NASDAQ closes at all-time highs. The Dow closes at all-time highs. The S&P closes at all-time highs. Strong, strong trends that remain intact. And I think actually some of the biggest news this week came out of the tech sector. It's something that we have been talking about for a couple of weeks, an area to keep an eye on. And we really saw that come to fruition this week. Uh, Pretty much all the leading areas, sectors, and sub-industries were tech. Uh, Tech uh, by itself is up almost 5%. Mega cap growth also very strong. The FANG stocks, and we'll get to those in a little bit, but very strong as well. FinTech, uh, mobile payments, just really, really strong numbers from those classic growth areas that we had really been accustomed to. Now, they'd been underperforming really for a few months. And we've seen micro caps and small caps underperform for a while. And that continued again into this week. Uh, Small cap energy exploration production stocks the weakest by far energy the weakest sector this week and solar energy continues to also really drastically underperform energy sector uh, down over four percent this week and that's that weakness out of mega caps and micro caps has really been a damper for individual stocks. You know, November, December, January, into February, really, really strong breath. Lots and lots of individual names working. Uh, and that's what you see, again, when things like the Russell 2000 are outperforming. It's much easier to play around in that pool of individual names. And when you've got mega caps outperforming, that gets much, much, much smaller. Uh, I actually saw a stat this week. I believe it was from Sentiment Trader. The the worst three-week performance, relative performance, excuse me, the worst three-week relative performance for the average stock against the S&P that we've ever had. Just brutal. There's been nowhere to really hide out other than the indices or you know, some of these larger, broader sectors, tech, uh, communication services, again, going back to FANG, 
We've also seen some weakness in the dollar. Uh, we, we saw the dollar rally for a little bit. And it's really been rallying year to date and has since rolled over. But while that's been a little bit of a tailwind for foreign stocks, we haven't seen that um, really be a boost from a relative perspective. They are continuing to move higher. But on a relative basis against U.S. stocks, again, looking very weak. You had the um, EFA index break out to new highs, uh, Acqui breaking out to new highs. And Acqui is probably maybe a bad example to use. It has a lot of uh, U.S. exposure in there. But lots and lots of foreign stocks, Mexican equities, uh, Sweden, very strong. I think Frank Capillari pointed out today that Sweden has had 14 straight positive weeks of trading the entire, so far, year to date. Green candles every week for Sweden. Lots of strength there. And Sweden has been one of the few areas that is, I believe, outperforming. It's definitely holding up the best in regards to this foreign country ETFs. But as a whole, especially emerging markets, China, India continue to get hit. And that's just going to be a huge headwind. It was a tailwind and that was fun. And we got to participate and high five and good laughs all around. No, now those areas are starting to underperform and it's really back into this U.S. large and mega cap tech. Another positive, VIX closed the week under 17. It's the lowest closing price since February 21st, 2000. Nothing to be ominous about there. Just pointing out that we are back, you know, we were been below 20 for a while. Um, so another good sign from the market. I think that's something you got to put in the bullish bucket. Uh, consumer discretionary stocks mentioned those earlier nice comeback this week on a relative basis uh, and that's I mean Amazon trading at its highest I believe it closed highest closing daily price since early October Apple back over 125 and really scooted through 125 this time now back up 133 Microsoft all-time highs. Google, again, we mentioned it's been one of the strongest monster last couple of weeks from Google. So really, really good things there. And other things, I mean, you know, financials haven't been that great, but look at Berkshire Hathaway closing the week, all-time highs. Lindy, largest weighting in the materials sector. Materials have been weak, but Lindy, all-time highs. So again, participation participation is what we want to see we are seeing it are all these areas going to outperform no they can't that's just the law of averages and indexing not everything can outperform but you know jp morgan staying up there uh bank of america closing you know up near almost 40 bucks so really good stuff and United Health, you know, the largest holding in the Dow. Beautiful BRB setup right off of that 360 area. 
So some really, really good things going on. Um, again, I mentioned earlier, biggest jumps this week have really come from the, the mega caps, the technology, um, semiconductors, trying to hang in there. I wish they had, had a little bit better of a day today and sitting with all the overall market did very strong. So, um, many commodities continue to look strong. Uh, lumber, as we know, corn, beans, all hanging up there, looking pretty well. Wheat, not near the highs. I think it did have a pretty good week. And you've got things like copper has been consulting for a while. There's a lot of potential there. I would, you know, based on the trend, this is kind of the same consolidation we saw really two months of consolidation, December and January, and then a huge month in February. We've consolidated since really the end of February. Would not be surprised to see copper take another leg higher. And based on a major move, I think that that could, I really think we could see another 20 to 25% move in copper. I know that sounds crazy, but I mean, that's going to get you really up in that 480, 475 area. So very, very, very strong there. And in fact, that a move of that nature would put us to all-time highs for copper. I mean, copper hasn't gone anywhere since really 2006. Um, we did kind of try to make a breakout back in 2011, but a really, really bullish barometer from a global perspective. One extra thing I wanted to go over this week, we're going to keep it pretty short and sweet, um, but one technical indicator, one that I've actually knew with, kind of started looking at it this year. It's something that, if you guys are familiar with GT Lackey, he likes to follow the McClellan Summation Index. Now, I don't think it's anything that's necessarily used as a signal, more of an environmental picture. And so it's something that I've kind of been monitoring so far in 2021 and ironically it's been not very smooth it's been pretty choppy and we've had this obviously strong move in stocks has continued year to date well the mcclellan summation index has actually been in a downtrend and wasn't really sure what that meant that was a sign of, you know, kind of like a divergence if we should be using it in that way, but it's, it's actually not great article from Tom McClellan actually this week on that index. And he had noted that when you see a summation index in a divergent choppy trends like we have now, so a divergent downtrend, that, that means that it's a very, very weak attempt by bears in the market. And we usually get these strong trends, and we actually had a pretty strong downtrend uh, last September. This one has not been as smooth at all, and you usually get pretty strong uptrends. 
We had a strong downtrend early summer 2019 and going into Q4 2018, pretty choppy through that late summer and fall 2019, strong trends everywhere else. But so I thought an, an interesting perspective on that one, just kind of a new index. We don't talk about it a lot. I'm kind of still learning and monitoring it, but it was interesting to see a piece from him that, you know, for me, who'd kind of been wondering what that type of, you know, I know what the index does and how it's calculated, but hearing that type of um, kind of information from Tom himself was super, super helpful. So again, from something like that, I know breath has been weak. It is what it is. We've talked multiple times about how large cap tech and mask a lot of that just as small caps, right? Small caps have been masking the weakness in mega caps and tech and these fang names for a few months. And that's okay. As JC Peretz likes to say, rotation is the lifeblood of any bull market. And if I'm a bear, the absolute last thing that I want to see right now is rotation back and forth without a blow off top in an early major area. And that's exactly what we're getting. Uh, another healthy week in the markets. That's about it for today. That's all I've got for you. We're going to keep it short and sweet, but we will see you back next week with the full crew. We'll have a full episode for you guys. See you have a great weekend, everyone.